Since it looks like I won't be sitting in a pub quaffing Guinness anytime soon, I decided to dig out a few of my British cookbooks and think of England. Thinking of England, especially if you're a food-crazed food blogger with a penchant for the past, means recalling food writer Elizabeth David, and of course, Alan Davidson, who started the whole Oxford Food Symposium. And Jane Grigson. Not as well known here in the U.S. as Elizabeth David, who incidentally was responsible for propelling Grigson into the public eye in the first place, Jane Grigson, 1928-1990, wrote 11 books and numerous articles for The Observer. When she died in 1990, one day shy of her 62nd birthday, Alan Davidson said of her, Greater than she won to herself this wide audience, of millions of people, because she was above all a friendly writer, equipped by both frame of mind and style of writing to communicate easily with them. Davidson considered each of her books to be classic. In his The Wilder Shores of Gastronomy, 2002, a collection of 20 years' worth of articles from Petit Propos Culinaires, Davidson included a chapter entitled Jane Grigson, A Celebration in Three Parts. Isabel Holland, Lynette Hunter, and Geraldine Stoneham compiled a 33-page bibliography just of the numerous editions and printings of Grigson's 13 books, and in the introduction, reprinted in Wilder Shores, they wrote. Greater than her books glow with a warm awareness of history, of the myriad tangled skeins of connection which link a kitchen of today with kitchens of the past, of the gradual evolution of recipes and customs, of how some things have got better and others, many others, worse. P. 328. As for a complete bibliography of her many articles and such, dream on. No such thing yet exists. Here's a list of her books, none of which are in my local public library although the university library sports three of them, and, at one time, I owned seven, marked with a plus sign. Plus charcuterie and French pork cookery, 1967 plus good things, 1971 fish cookery, 1973, recently reissued plus English food, 1974 plus the mushroom feast, 1975 plus Jane Grigson's vegetable book, 1978 food with the famous, 1979 plus Jane Grigson's fruit book, 1982 The Observer Guide to European Cookery, 1983 The Observer Guide to British Cookery, 1984 The Cooking of Normandy, for Sainsbury's, 1987 Plus The Enjoyment of Food, The Best of Jane Grigson, 1992 Posthumous. Grigson charcuterie book testifies to her underlying sense of humor and ever-conscious awareness of the hand of history sweeping over the dinner table. And the book came in very handy for me once, in Haiti, because a development project rearing goats from the Central Plateau hired me to create a palatable goat liver pate for a marketing effort aimed at the Haitian elite. Taste testing took place in a local upscale supermarket and at a local upscale butcher shop owned by a French-Canadian butcher. Although the recipe I chose for the base, pate de foie de porc, turned out well enough, I found that with goat liver as a base, I needed to add a little more wine with a splash of brandy and ketra apiece, black or white pepper, cloves, nutmeg, and cinnamon or ginger, to pep things up. This seems to be a good place to mention that I detest liver of any persuasion, and the assignment of cooking this pâté nearly caused me to lose my breakfast more than one while the liver bubbled away in pot. Actually Jane Grigson, more so than her mentor Elizabeth David, might well be considered to be one of the first modern food writers to tout the glories of local food. As Isabel Holland, Lynette Hunter, and Geraldine Stoneham in their comments in Wilder Shores, Greater than she emphasizes the need to husband our own agricultural heritage and to understand that of others. 
Grigson won both the Glenn Fittich Writer of the Year Award and the Andre Simon Memorial Fund Book Award twice. The International Association of Culinary Professionals established an award, the Jane Grigson Award, which honors distinguished scholarship and depth of research in cookbooks. Her other legacy includes her daughter, Sophie Grigson, also a renowned British food writer and cookbook author, a celebrity on the same scale with many American food TV stars. Since most of us will not soon be in England, why not seek out one of Jane Grigson's books and get acquainted with a talented writer? Given the heat of future summer days, you might find yourself preferring Jane Grigson's vegetable book or Jane Grigson's fruit book, of which Jane Davidson expounded. Greater than brilliant, a lovely cover evoking thoughts of idyllic summer ensures that the fruit book is rapidly picked up. Its contents ensure that it is not rapidly put down. As a matter of fact, when librarians in England were asked why none of Grigson's books seemed to be available on the shelves, the answer was that the books were so good that people continuously nicked them all. Now that's quite a plug for a writer, I think. Underscore. Note, this month of women's history, I'm featuring several women whose names might be fading in the flurry of food-related social media and the extreme focus on the so-called influencers. For more about Jane Grigson, see the Jane Grigson Trust. Also Jones, Steve, and Taylor, Ben. Food Writing and Food Cultures, The Case of Elizabeth David and Jane Grigson. European Journal of Cultural Studies 4, 171-188, 2001.